Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Thank you so much, bro, for being on the show. How's it going tonight? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Isaiah. It's an honor to be here. Man, I'm excited to have you on. I know you touched on your testimony on Monday, but I wanted you to come on and give a fuller review and uh, just be able to share more, have more time. But I wanted just to touch on this, that right now, for those of you that don't know that are in the chat, I know Everett knows this, there is a revival happening in the New Age movement. There is a move of God. Jesus Christ is revealing himself to these New Agers. And this is the essence of the New Age, is looking for spirituality, looking for enlightenment. And what they're doing is they're finding Christ and realizing everything that they had been searching for come on chat don't leave us dry here everything they had been searching for is in the person of jesus christ that jesus is absolutely the only way to the father he's the only way to god and jesus i'm telling you right now he wants to encounter you if you're in the new age we're going to tell you not only about the new age but why is the new age demonic why does it open doors to demons ever you've seen this i've seen this so many new agers that we see on youtube on tiktok they get into it they start opening doors and then what happens they get all these demons that start tormenting them they start manifesting demons and they don't want it they get depressed they get anxiety they have suicidal thoughts and they don't realize that if you give the devil an inch the devil takes a mile and so If you're in the broadcast tonight and you're one of those that are like, man, I've dabbled, I need deliverance, I need breakthrough, tonight is your night to get free. But man, Everett, you have such a powerful testimony. I would love you just to share with our audience your journey in the new age and then your journey out. And then guys, we'll talk about some new age practices that are incredibly dangerous that we're seeing happen in the church. Yeah, so it was only about two and a half, two and a half years ago I got saved. And before that, I grew up in a family that was atheist, agnostic, didn't really talk about anything spiritual or more than just science, you know, and didn't grow up going to church, didn't grow up with any Sunday school, any Bible. I literally didn't know the gospel until a little bit over three years ago. So naturally, as you grow up in that, you you don't get all the answers. All the answers aren't there. When life's just sports and, you know, video games and school, you begin to ask deeper questions about life. And that's what I started to do in high school. And I was also really into sports. So I actually broke my back, fractured vertebrae in my lower back playing football. And then I couldn't play sports. So this time right now, right in that time, I started to smoke weed, number one, which I was not gonna do. I was the last of my friends to do it. I didn't wanna do it, but I ended up just saying, hey, I wanna try it, instantly loved it. And I started getting really philosophical, really, you know, spiritually minded, really questioning things, asking why, seeing the deeper, you know, aspects of life. I started researching psychology a lot, started reading a lot. I had a lot of downtime at this time in my life as well. So as I studied psychology, as I studied philosophy, I arrived on meditation. I arrived on Buddhism, Buddhist meditation, you know, dissolving the ego, emptying your mind for more of like a mental health reason and mindfulness reason. I got into transcendental meditation. It was even taught in our classes, English class, transcendental meditation. A lot of different new age philosophies were taught in a lot of my English classes, but I was fascinated with this. Uh, I had a chiropractor who was helping me with my back stuff who referred me to these books that started getting me more into self-help, new agey, law of attraction, psychology. But 
my intentions at this time were, were pure. I just wanted to know like the best route of mental health healing. You know, I, I look around and I see so many people depressed, anxious, yep. you know, I had own struggles. I also wanted to overcome and, you know, maximize my life and be the best possible person I could be. So I was just, I was just consuming so much self-help content, psychology, studying all the psychologists, Freud, Jung, all the different types, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, just trying to find like, how does someone heal if they have issues? Because I, I really don't feel like pharmaceutical drugs is the, is the only answer. You know, I really feel there's a deeper reason. Maybe there's something spiritual. And mm. as I started smoking weed, I started meditating on weed and using it for really spiritual purposes as well, not just recreational. I started to get more into the supernatural. I started to see more of the supernatural was real. I would see videos online of these monks who were like lighting things on fire with their mind and their hands. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, what is that? And I'm like, is this just complete fraud? And I'd, I'd look into it more like, cause I'm fully materialistic worldview, atheistic worldview, not believing in that. I think it's all chicanery, you know, fraud. Psychics are just kind of luring people, getting information and then making general vague statements. Like that's kind of my skeptical mindset. So I start seeing the supernatural and I'm like, wow, this stuff's real. You know, imagine like you're out in the woods, it's freezing cold and you can just light a fire with your mind. Wow. You know, why, why isn't all the world doing this? And I started studying how these monks do it and the Tibetan uh, activation meditations and the energy channeling, energy harnessing of the body and the philosophy of how all the meridians in the human body work from Chinese Taoist philosophy. You know, Hinduism has their energy channels in the body, the chakras that they believe and uh, prana is their life force energy chi it's called in china so i'm like whoa there's something here you know there's something you know there's something these yogis are tapping into i started getting interested in yoga practicing yoga to to help heal my back and the problems i had and i really just wanted to heal and to mm. help others heal and to bring light just on the earth you know and but as the supernatural was was coming into my life and I was seeing it, I was also seeing some of the bad elements of it and seeing some of the demonic elements. And I started uh, becoming aware of, you know, people who were doing black magic and stuff like that. And I, you know, I started to believe there is a spiritual war. And at this time, when I get into college, I'm studying business administration in, in Colorado and Boulder. And, you know, my life is just kind of like a normal college kid, but I also have this deep interest in all these things so mm. i was smoking weed drinking we were throwing parties at our house uh doing all that but i just knew that that wasn't fulfilling you know and i i felt a spiritual calling i felt a spiritual awakening that i had had in high school and and i just felt like there was a deeper meaning in life so i stopped smoking weed actually uh years before i was saved i stopped drinking i'm just like there's something sacred about sobriety you know i want to i want to i want to i want to do this and I started doing that. I, I started training. I actually went to China to in hopes of learning from a Taoist Qigong master. The guy wow. gets injured. I literally end up going to Thailand instead. I studied in Muay Thai, studied in yoga there, lived there. And then I came back, finished my college degree. But where I was at Boulder was like the new age capital of the, the nation. There's a few others, but Boulder is a new age capital. Gaia TV, one of the biggest new age television channels now in the world is headquartered in boulder um it's like there's psychics on every corner i, I often say it's like starbucks there's psychics and yoga wow. studios and stuff like that and but i was fascinated with those things i was like wow somebody can literally know all these things about you like 
and can help guide people into to heart healing, transformation. And I started getting into psychedelic drugs, LSD, DMT, uh, 2CB and mushrooms and high dose edibles and all these different things because there's so much exploration of consciousness that takes place. And you're like, man, if this reality that scientists say the visible light that we see is a very small fraction of what exists out there, why aren't people exploring that? And when people take these psychedelics, you you have experiences of going to literally another dimensions, meeting other entities. And it's not just a figment of the imagination I came to realize. These are actual places, you know? And the Bible talks about this stuff. The Bible has it, but I didn't know anything about the Bible. Mm. So I was just in the dark regarding Christ. I didn't even know he said he was God. I didn't even know the basics of the gospel. And I was very deep in this. I was very, very deep in this. And I was on this spiritual journey. I believed I was a light worker and, and to help people heal and to awaken the consciousness of, of humanity because why isn't humanity doing all these things that are supernatural that can be beneficial? You know, there's got to be an evil force trying to dumb us down, which, you know, there is. So I thought I was trying to fight this evil force, trying to dumb people down, get people wow. sick. You know, disease is increasing exponentially. Suicide is increasing. All sorts of just bad things are increasing. And why is this? I want to fight it. That was my heart. That was my motive. And I didn't know a single thing about the gospel. I'm sitting at lunch with my friend and I get a FaceTime call from this guy. His name's Luke. And I'm like, he's in my phone. His name's Luke. I'm like, who is he? And I'm thinking, I don't quite remember. I put my phone down. I'm at lunch. Later, I get home and I remember, I'm like, man, this is the guy on freshman year of college. He was the guy uh, while I'm walking to class. He's like, hey, do you believe in God? And he stops me and I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's spiritual. I want to have a conversation. I'm like, I don't know about God, but I believe in you, a higher power, a source, a divine yeah. energy or something like that. And and he's like, well, hey, man, I, if you want to just uh, meet up or something, go over Bible study. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe. Uh, and I just gave him my number just to be nice. Three years later, the guy's FaceTiming me. We never oh, texted, didn't do anything after that. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting. I text him like, what's up, man? He's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what do you mean? You, you FaceTime me. He's like, oh, really? Dude, number one, I, I did not FaceTime you. Like, I don't FaceTime people. It's just not my thing. And number two, like, I don't even know who you are. You're years back in my text. I don't even know who you are. And I stop and I'm like, okay, either this is some like religious fanatic who's trying to like create some illusion that this is some divine thing for me to, you know, he didn't FaceTime me or something like that to get me to do Bible study to convert me. I'm like, Okay, this is weird. Like, if he's lying, you know, and he actually went to all of the old people, all the leads, you know, that he didn't have, that he didn't, wasn't successful with, goes and clicks FaceTime and then, like, says it's some supernatural <laughs> thing. I'm like, dude, that's pretty freaking crazy. I'm going to see if he's lying. So part of me was like, I want to meet up just to look into his eyes and see if he clicked on my name. And another part was like, you know, if this guy's legit, like, maybe this is the universe guiding me to wow. study Christianity. You know, because I hadn't studied anything in the Bible, literally anything. All I knew was like Daniel, a few things in Daniel that the New Agers talk about. Like, that's literally it just wasn't mentioned in what I was in. And so I'm like, OK, I'm just going to meet up with him. And I, I end up meeting up with him and I'm asking him like, dude, I just really want to ask you, like, did you click FaceTime? And he looks me in the eyes like, no, dude, I did not. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck? That is very odd for that to technologically happen. Like the odds of that. Okay, this is interesting. So I thought the universe was guiding me to to help wow. this guy in deception, to study Christianity, to help all the souls who are stuck in this dogmatic religion. <laughs> You're going to try to debunk Christianity. 
I was trying to debunk Christianity literally, but he was he was trying to convert me, get me to say the sinner's prayer, to believe in Christ for the salvation of my soul. And I'm like, I can't believe this guy actually believes this. Wow. This is literally the dumbest thing. Like, literally believe in Jesus and then you're saved from hell and everyone else is going to hell. Like, dude, I, I felt bad for him. And he ended up telling me he was into like raves and bass nectar concerts and he took psychedelics. And I'm like, you know, maybe he just had a bad trip and, you know, maybe I can kind of get him out of this so his soul's journey can continue the spiritual ascension process and to not just tap out with Christianity because, you know, books were taken out of the Bible and the Council of Nisai and all these different things that I was under the impression of believing. So I'm sitting there trying to poke holes in his argument. Well, what about this? You know, what about that? And he's just going, flipping the pages, straight scripture, flipping the page, straight scripture, you know, the basics, the wages of sin is death, you know, Jesus mm. Christ came he you know for god so loved the world that he came and brought his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life basic verses and i'm like this guy really is obsessed with this book like he is obsessed with this book i thought it was i thought it was very weird i thought it was very weird and i had no success converting him but we had a great time he would pray for me and such and i kind of felt one thing one time he prayed for me just like man there's such a love in this guy's heart there's such like an honesty, just mm. such a purity of this guy. Like, I, I respect that about him. Even if he's not, you know, courageous enough to take the journey of entering and going higher in the spiritual, this guy still has just a pure soul and a, and a love. And that and I never, I never lost that impression. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to study the Bible myself. Thanks, bro. Uh, I'll reach out to you if I want any more, you know, Bible study and stuff. I really saw it as just him, like, giving me free Bible study to study Christianity. So time goes on, I go deeper into the new age. I go deeper into microdosing LSD, microdosing mushrooms, making mushroom chocolates. Uh, I took DMT. Literally, I had the blast off experience that Joe Rogan has popularized. So many people taking DMT. Wow. And the experience you cannot explain with words. Everyone says that, but it's it's literally true. Like instantly within five seconds left my body, forgot about my whole life on earth in a whole new dimension. Voices saying, he's back, he's back, he's wow. back. As I enter into this dimension. Talk about demonic. And it's, oh my gosh. And it was like this literal clockwork and like digital clocks. I was getting recycled through these like tubes in like a whoa. galactic weird world. And I come back, I'm like, whoa, like, that is crazy. Like, I wonder what you can learn in those places, you know? Like, what was that? And that's the the psychonaut, they call him. Like, an astronaut who goes into space. A psychonaut goes into these realms of consciousness. So I was like, you know, I don't want, I don't know if I want to do this, but my friends started doing it, and we'd have little rituals where you you burn the sage, you, you hit the hape, which is this Amazonian snuff that you literally blast up your nose, like, and it blasts wow. up super high, and you get basically a high that prepares you for meditation and then doing these like Sananga eye drops at the Amazonian warriors. I was studying Amazonian shamanism because there's this huge fad going on where people go to Costa Rica, go to the yep. Peru to, to literally take ayahuasca with these shamans who guide them and they have mother earth come to them and they all see these same beings and they supposedly heart transformation. Other people have horrifying, terrifying yep. experiences. They're scarred for life. So I was super into this. Uh, I was super into all of that. And I, that was after the Bible study, so I keep going into this. But at this time, I'm still seeing on YouTube because 
I started seeing like demons, you know, and I wanted powers with my meditation, my light, whatever it is to, to cast out the darkness, these low vibratory beings, I believed. And I knew some psychics who said they were entity removal specialists that could see demons, cast them out of people. There seemed to be some fruit that I thought, okay, maybe. But I was seeing this guy online with this huge cross casting out <laughs> demons with mighty power, Bob Larson. Yeah. yeah, Bob Larson online, the real exorcist. And I'm like, Okay, this this is pretty interesting. This guy's got some serious supernatural abilities, and me and my brother would watch it. Like, whoa, is this? Are there actors? Is this mental? Are Let these me say something really quick. Real? Hold yeah. that thought real quick because this is what a lot of you Christians. There's three thousand of you. A lot of you in the chat. You're a believer, and you're blown away tonight. You're like, what is this world he's talking about? But here's what you don't realize. There's a lot of these people watching the broadcast. Like I know people, they comment. There's a person that messaged me. They said, I'm a big new ager. I have a channel. I watch all of your stuff religiously, all of your live streams. They're not a Christian and they're involved in meditation and ascension, all this stuff. And so I want all of you Christians in the chat to stop and realize that there's many unbelievers that are watching our channel. You might be thinking, why do we need to talk about this? Why do we need to expose this? Why would, of course, Christians are never gonna do this stuff, but what you don't realize is we're not just reaching Christians. We are called to bring people out of darkness. And so I just wanted to stop you because Everett, if you guys are catching this, is not a believer. He's a full-blown new ager watching Bob Larson. And you were saying hours and hours of Bob Larson videos oh, yeah. of exorcism. So I just wanted to stop and say, because I, I think the believers, and I even think me, we always forget that we have to explain to the unbelievers. Like I have people come to me and say, I'm a believer. I got saved on your broadcast, but you know, I still believe in reincarnation and in my mind. I'm like, I would never think that people still believe in like reincarnation and burning sage, but we have to realize there's a lot of these people watching the videos that no Christian has ever explained to them why you shouldn't do these things. And that's why tonight is so valuable, so important. So I want to interrupt you there and throw that in there, but you were saying, so you're now yeah. here, you are a new ager, but you're starting to watch Bob Larson on YouTube. Yeah, and that is important what you said because the majority of New Agers that I met in what I just described grew up in the church, were formerly wow. Christian, had literally parents who were yep. pastors, like yep. completely former Christian. They took shrooms once and realized Jesus was not the truth. We actually have the Christ consciousness that we need to reach all in one psychedelic experience. And so a lot of people's journey into the New Age starts with just one psychedelic experience. And that's what I noticed when I was there. Not just half Christian, half New Age, no, full New Agers. Mm. But yeah, so I was watching Bob Larson at this time and I was watching him for hours and hours and hours. I try to send him to my friends just like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> this guy has some serious abilities. Like people are getting set free. This looks completely legit. I was looking into it. I literally bought his books, got his book on Jezebel, <laughs> curse breaking. I'm reading his books and trying to study the supernatural, trying to study the spiritual realm, mm. demons, angels, uh, how do we play into things? Where do they come from? And I was fascinated, I was fascinated. But during this time too, in my sort of new age ministry of, of trying to help people and, and help myself and, and kind of build this healing kind of modality, because I was super into diet as well. Like when I was 19, when even when I was partying, I would do seven day water fasts with like colon cleanses and and now, what are you fasting uh, in the new age? What are you fasting for? Yeah, so a lot of it was physical for me, but like physically, you know, stem cell production, you know, detoxing uh, certain organs of the body and a lot of processes that take place in fasting, which is pretty incredible. But a big portion as well as the spiritual element, okay, a, a cleansing of your energetic body 
Wait, so you're, hold on, hold on, Everett. So you're telling me new agers are fasting, but we're struggling to get oh, the church to fast. Is that what you're dude, saying? More than, more than actual Christians many times. Like seriously, it is super popular in new age. People do 40 days mm. juice fast, 21 day water fast, 40 day water fast after Jesus to reach Christ consciousness. Like fasting is huge in like most religions, you know, and new age, it's very big. I fasted a lot. I, I promoted it. I, I believed in it. But little did I know the true power of it when you're actually fasting for Christ. Come on. But so I was doing all this and um, I began to see the supernatural, see the demons. And when I was trying to help people, I would see, okay, there is demonic stuff here. And I would think of the kind of Bob Larson videos, some of the entity removal specialists in the New Age, what they'd say. And I was trying to help people who are having sleep paralysis. People who are having uh, attacks, like spiritual spouse attacks in their dreams or things wow. in their room that would come and literally torment them. And hey, you got to get rid of that. It's got bad energy, spirits attached to it, things like that. And I would literally say like, even get a cross, just get a cross. <laughs> like there's power, there's power in this. I don't know. There's something about like, I don't Jesus. know what it like, is, but it works. <laughs> and it just kind of, these things started trickling in without me even realizing. But then I saw a real, real manifestation. I would have confirmations of like, okay, it seems like this person is having some really demonic thoughts and later they would open up to me about it. I'm like, maybe I'm getting this ESP, extrasensory perception. Maybe I'm developing my psychic abilities here. So I, I thought I was. And, but I, I, a full manifestation happened and it was, it was a long manifestation. This demon was not coming out. It was just like a Bob video. I felt like it was in a Bob Larson video or the, the demon's just evil smirk and then the, the person would come back, whoa, what's happening? Like it was, it was too two beings, literally. And I didn't know I was really actually guilty for, I felt a lot of guilt for, for trying to help somebody or trying to go into this situation without being an expert, without knowing a lot. Like, could this have been, so you know, you're a new age trying to cast out demons from somebody. Yes. Wow. Yes. And that tracked these demons too, over a period of time. And, and, and then the full manifestation and nothing was working nothing was working and i knew kind of where it was gaining power in the person's life so i gave kind of advice like don't do this anymore don't do that anymore um but i there was no authority there was no the, the demon wasn't even scared complete wow. arrogance and so after i'm like whoa i need to find out what exactly this was because this is touchy you know you go into so deep parts of someone's soul it can be can be damaging if you don't know what yep. you're doing and i felt like that i felt reckless so I started going deep research. Was this bipolar? Was this an inner child, which, you know, could be real trauma stored or, you know, is this a dissociative identity disorder? Can psychology explain this? Or was this a literal demon that I was looking at and it knows me? It was looking at me, a full conversation mm. with an actual demon. Like this realization, this coming to this was, was like, I need to know. So I just dove deep into research, wrote, re reached out to all the new age kind of people who are expert in demonic stuff, they said. And, and I even called uh, or I went on to Bob's site and then I saw his schedule happens to be in Denver, which Come is on. like 30 minutes away, a month from, from when I'm doing this. And I'm like, whoa, okay, sweet. So I call his office. I'm like, I talked to his assistant. I'm like, can I meet with Bob one-on-one? -on -one? She's like, oh, yeah, you can, uh, you can schedule an appointment. And I'm like, okay, sweet, yeah. And she puts me on hold, see if there's any available. And she literally says, I got the last appointment. There was wow. one appointment available if you wanna take it right now. And he had like, he was there for like four days. He, one hour appointments from nine to five, like every day, you know, he's just every day casting out demons. And 
you know, administering healing to people. And so I'm like, the last appointment, that's pretty crazy. Bob Larson is in my town in a month. I get the last appointment. I'm going. Two of my new age friends and I, we all go. <laughs> Come on. And um, with, yeah, we get there and we see Bob in the flesh. We're like, this is crazy. We've been watching him for a while and he's there. And it's just like a great vibe there. And we're kind of loving it. And he then goes into the prayer time and he has people kind of focus on a deep trauma in their life or something that, you know, is just like the worst thing that's happened to them to go to that place. And then he starts praying and then boom, five, six people, like a couple people hysterically laughing. One just breaks down crying, one screaming, one growling at him as he goes up and like presses cross against him and starts like, you know, tormenting these demons. Then he selects one of them, brings them up. It's this lady. And we witnessed just literally the most beautiful, beautiful deliverance of this lady who had gone through multiple divorces in this spirit. The exact same spirit that I believe I was tracking in this person manifests in her, the spirit of Lilith. And I'm like, my friend looks at me right when the demon says its name. He's like, oh my gosh. Because this person that, I, that did the had the manifestation was you know really into astrology. Lilith is a big part of astrology, doing like crystal uh, rituals to Lilith and stuff. So I'm like, this has got to be a demon. I've, I've heard about it in Bob's book, blah, blah. Boom, the same demon manifests. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Why are these so many like coincidences happening? And her, her soul just gets liberated. And the demon gets cast out and she's just weeping, praising Jesus. And we're like, wow, like everyone in this room just loves this woman and just wants to see her free. And there's just such an amazing energy in the room. And we just felt like, wow, this is awesome. And I'm like, I want to go up after and talk to some of Bob's ministers. So I briefly meet Bob, briefly meet his family, get a few books of his. It's like four days after my birthday, my friend gets me one of his crosses and a, and a necklace and everything. And you're still and a like, new ager though. You're not a Christian oh, at this point. Oh yeah, no, big new ager. <laughs> and I go crazy. up and I have a crystal on and I've got this little wood thing on, like my whole memorabilia, you know, in the new age that I thought was, you know, had power, significance, whatever. And I go up and this guy's like, man, you know, you don't have authority over these things unless you have Christ and you don't have Christ wow. until you believe and you know that he is the son of God and, and he is God. And I'm like, I just, I just don't believe that, man. I just don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. You know, I think he was very enlightened that he reached a high state of consciousness, that he was showing us the way showing us the truth so these are your thoughts on jesus that is. he just he's a good teacher he he's reached consciousness but he wasn't god exactly and i believe that the major deception that the devil satan evil force had was to get people to worship a man instead of know their true innate power wow the true innate power that's within themselves and that these books of the Bible got taken out that really described this process, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I believed. And I felt, I kind of felt bad for everyone who did believe that because it felt like they were deceived into not knowing their true potential. So wow. he tells me this. Meanwhile, this guy who manifested during the meeting is getting demons cast out of him by one of Bob's ministers. Another deliverance is happening. And I'm like, this is happening right <laughs> next to me. This is real. Like, this is crazy. I've never seen this. My two friends are like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And they're also getting witnessed to, you know, by people who know they're not Christian, just convincing them like, no, Jesus is real, guys. You don't have power over this. And we're like, dude, this is like a cult. This is weird. We're still like that. And we end up leaving, having a great time, meeting a lot of people, but not quite believing in yeah. what they believe that Jesus is God. But tomorrow, the next day, is my meeting with Bob. So I end up meeting with Bob 
come into the hotel. We go up the elevator. He's got like four of his ministers who sit in and we get into this hotel room and we just sit down and he's like, so he just thinks he's going to be casting some demons out of someone in need, a Christian in need. And suddenly I'm this new ager who oh, has so a he thinks he's as deliverance scheduled. You think you just have a meeting with Bob Larson to talk. Yeah. I just wanted to know, how do you do this? Like, how do you do Whoa. this? How does this work? I wanted to pick his brain and, and get information on what I was doing and if I was doing it properly, blah, blah. And instantly he's like, man, like he got to the core. Like you believe Jesus Christ is your Come Lord, on. you know, is the son of God. And I'm like, I don't know. And we get into a whole spiritual debate for literally the majority of the appointment, 45 minutes back and forth, back and forth. Just he's refuting. And then I'm like, well, you know, and he was asking me, he was trying to get me to like, what do you believe? Like, what do you believe? And I was, I was telling him and then he would refute it. But I started realizing like, I don't really know. I have, I have so much knowledge, but I don't really know what I believe deep down, you know? Okay. 80% chance reincarnation is real. 20% chance that could be real. All these different things. Cause I was like worshiping open-mindedness, you know, which it is, it's good to stay open-minded to a certain extent. But once you know the truth, you got to fight for the truth. You got to, you know, speak the truth. You got to, you know, hold firm to your convictions of the truth. But I was trying to wonder, like, I don't really know what I believe. And he was telling me, McMahon, like, you're basically a sinner, dude. And, and you're going to hell if you don't repent and believe in Christ. That's what and, you needed to hear, man. And I'm like, geez, this guy really believes this. They believe this stuff. And he gets a call from like his daughter mid appointment. He answers it. And he's like, uh, they're asking like, hey, when are you going to be home for dinner? And he's like, uh, honey, I'm trying to save a Buddhist from going to hell, all right? And like <laughs> just in on. front of me and everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, like, all right, not quite a Buddhist. I'm more of a this, but, and, but we were just debating. And, but during this, as he was saying this, as he was just kind of preaching the raw truth of like, no, that's sin. You know, no, that's lust. There's no harnessing your sexual energy. That's literally just pure lust. Mm. Like, you know, you are going to hell unless you believe Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for you and you have faith and you repent of your sin. And I remember just, he, he thought he was going nowhere with me. He thought I was wow. just impenetrable. And I remember That's looking so out the window. That's so good to hear because we do that when we witness to people, we think it's doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. And I looked out, looked out the window and I'm like, is this really, you know, what life is about? Like, wow. just believing in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. And, and I'm like, and that is what saves souls. And I just remember this big conviction also Come just started on. to fall on me, this really strong conviction. And I knew like, when I make this decision, my whole life's gonna change. Come on, bro, I got chills, no, come on. Nobody in my family, no friends I had, nobody in my network was Christian. They all thought it was a kind of a cult and very crazy to believe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the truth. And I just felt it, I knew it, it hit me. And I looked at Bob and I'm like, Bob, I'm ready. Come and on. he's astonished. He's like, and he just leads me through a prayer right there. And I give my sin. I repent of my sin. And I just, I believe in Jesus Christ. I repeat this prayer. And the second that I open my eyes after this prayer, this massive feeling just hit me. And I just began to weep and weep and was crying. Come on. And, and they all came and gathered around me. And I was wailing like I was, just so loud, just these deep groans of just so much was coming out of me. And what I was experiencing was the true nature of my soul. All these, mm. I, I thought I was perfect. I thought I was getting, I thought I was a good person. I thought in this area, which I was in certain areas, but 
I was getting shown all my lust, all my greed, all my pride, all my jealousy and envy and all my all of this darkness that was in me. I saw myself in a different way and I was like, oh my gosh. But immediately it was just this deep love, this extreme love and forgiveness. And I couldn't stop crying at how good he was, at how good he is. And I'd been with me my whole life, guiding me and everything that I got into, there was still a voice. There's still the Holy Spirit trying to draw me to Christ, draw me to the truth. And I was rebelling because there was this resistance I had just against it for mm. no reason. And that's when I realized, why am I resisting? Why am I just rebelling for no reason? And, and God just hit me there. He revealed himself to me so powerfully. And I was crying and crying and crying. And I got up and, and people had tears in their eyes. And it was like all of reality, all of life, all of me was literally just changed, different. The way Born I saw again. them, the way I saw everything, the way I saw myself was literally changed when I opened my eyes and, and cleaned my eyes. And I was like, wow, I just thanked them all. And he went over time with me. Like he was, it, it was incredible. And I thanked them. I left, I went to my car and I just started weeping. Come on. Just weeping on the steering wheel for over an hour alone. At, and I can't even explain what I was experiencing, but it was the love of God. It was the true love of God. And he was filling so much in me. And it was like in these hour, two hours, even the 15 minutes when I gave my life to him, it was like more healing happened in my heart than the years of meditation, Come the on. years of even fasting, the years of all the different things I was getting involved in for healing. It was like, boom, right there. And I knew I was saved. I knew I was saved. I knew I had just been saved from hell and I just got out of deception and I was eternally grateful. I was like, oh my Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I'm like, I'm saved. Thank you for saving me. Like, it was just pouring out of me and then it starts to come in. Okay, now I'm going public for you, Lord. Come I'm on. going public for you, Lord. You're going to take me through this. I get a Bible the next day and I just start reading it all day. I just start reading it as much as I can, Googling. I don't even know what a Gentile is. I don't even, Come I don't on. know why the same story of Jesus is getting four times, like Come Matthew, on. Mark, Luke, John. I'm like, okay, this is, but this is the Bible. This is the truth. Like the demons hate this thing. Like this is the Lord. And I just dedicated myself to learning it, to knowing it, to studying it. And all these thoughts that would try and come in, doubting Christ's divinity, boom, instantly canceled out. And I was just holding them captive. And I started to grow in the Lord. I started to, it was a month of just extreme, honestly crying almost every day and wow. weeping and, and, and deep, deep sorrow, deep, deep sorrow. And I quit my job. I ended up just once my lease was over in my apartment, driving back to California to live with my parents and just study the word because I knew God had called me to bring the truth to the world to as many people and to to fight for the truth amidst the massive deception that is over the the minds of mankind in every single way i could and when i was driving home actually isaiah was one of the when god revealed himself to me in a in a like a conf, confirmation way i'm just driving and i i started reaching out to all the christians that i knew i'm like thank you for the small part you played wow. like i met you three years ago in spain on a study abroad but I, there was something different about you. And just thank you. Like, I'm saved now. Like, I came to Christ and, and the Lord saved me. And they're just like, wow, that's amazing. Thanks so much. If you need anything me to pray for. And I was just reaching out to everyone. And it literally felt like I was in a new, 
like I was into the family. I was into the, Come you know on. what I mean? And, and uh, I was driving and I'm like, oh, I need to reach out to, uh, her name's Mary, who's one of my grandma's friends, friend of a friend. And I used to talk politics with her and stuff when I was really into politics and college and stuff. But she was very religious, very like fully for Christ, was trying to kind of get me into that as well. I'm like, it's a little weird. So I stopped talking to her for two and a half years. <laughs> and I suddenly, I just got to reach out to her. And right when I think that, I'm like, all right, in about 15 minutes, you know, I'll call her. I'm just listening to some music in the middle of Nevada going 90 miles an hour, just headed to California. And boom, instantly my phone starts ringing and it's literally her. Come on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I pick up the phone and I'm like, Mary, I just, I was saved a month ago. And she Come just starts on. bawling. And she was saying, like, I've been praying for you ever since. Like, uh, God told me he had chosen you, and I've been praying for you. And that is so amazing. And he, she was crying. And I'm like, right when I got off the phone, I was weeping. And it felt like I imagined I saw a vision. I'm not sure. But it was like Jesus revealed himself to me as just the commander of the whole army of, of light, of good. And everyone who's doing good is literally hearing direct orders from him. And it was like he was enlisting me into the army and confirming Come himself. Come this is the truth. You're a soldier now. Fight for the truth and the light. And I was, I was weeping in awe, just in majesty. And it was incredible. And I just began to study the word, study the word, apologetics, documentaries. I got massive demonic attacks, as I mentioned in the previous stream of like literally month-long migraines where I was clenching my jaw or something and I could hardly speak. I couldn't even go hang out with people or talking to my parents. It was just agitating and it was so painful so painful and i knew it was something demonic i knew yeah. it was demonic and i just started fasting started reading the word praying and i did long curse breaking with some of bob's ministers before and four hours re renouncing curse breaking all this stuff and stuff was detaching stuff was leaving me without any fight and like i just started to grow and grow i scheduled a few sessions with bob received more deliverance um, went to church every Sunday I could. I was trying to go to just some local church and I would go up, receive prayer, talk to the pastors, try and find out if they, you know, believed in deliverance, which is one of the things like uh, full gospel, non-denominational non church I wanted to find, but I would just go up. I was just hungry to be, you know, meet people who were in Christ because I didn't know anybody. I was so alone. But my friends, I would witness to them. It'd take me two hours to tell them my testimony that I'm saying now of wow. all the background, all the reason why I'm believing Jesus Christ is God, died on the cross, was raised again, went to heaven. Heaven and hell are real. Believing in him Come is on. the path of salvation, is the way. And it would take me two hours, but they were getting saved and they were giving their lives to Christ. And multiple of my best friends, then my mom gave her life to Christ. Come and then on, I was bro. literally just preaching as much as I could. And I still had a new age retreat scheduled in Bali that I ended up going to and preaching, ministering to people. Come on. It was, it was, it was a spiritual war. People getting pulled into this, man. I could see the spirits involved in pulling people away. Many former Christians and one guy got saved there and I was just crying as he got saved, telling him my testimony, just like it is so many new agers are seeking the truth. They're actually seeking Jesus. Like their heart wants to know God, but there is a satanic yep. being, Lucifer, Satan, who is deceiving people away from knowing God, does not want them to know God, does not want them to know Jesus and to actually know what Jesus did for them and how much he loves them. And, but new agers are seeking that in all their hours of meditation, psychedelic experiences, there's a void in the human heart. You know, there's a natural understanding that something's wrong and, and I, I knew this about people and I connected with that and I, I shared my journey to them and, and people 
people realize Jesus was real. He is the truth. And even still today, I'm I'm trying to expose the new age. I, I came to a hungry gen internship, which I just felt like I, I watched like a couple of I actually found out about Hungry Gen through Bob Larson. He was on speaking at Hungry Gen. I'm like, whoa, if Bob Larson's speaking there, it's gotta yeah, be a pretty lit church. On. So I find out about Pastor Vlad, find out of a hungry generation, the internship. I'm like, I, I just gotta apply. And so I apply and a year later I go. I come and man, it's just incredible what God has done in my life while I'm here and the people here and the growth I've experienced here and and oh the discipleship here, the fire for God here of deliverance, seeing people set free, healings and and just people being restored and saved. Come it's on, like bro. it feels so, so good. And then started working with Pastor Vlad and with the church and and God's just been doing wonders in my life. Started a YouTube channel trying to expose this stuff, trying to witness to people, form deliverance. And it's just, you're it's incredible living, to know you're the living truth. the prophecy. When you're sharing this about God saying, I'm listening to you, I get all like emotional when you talk about it because I had a similar word from God when I first went from being an atheist where God was like, you're joining an end time army. That was like one of the first things I wrote in my journal, which I just thought I have my journal from literally the journal I started writing the day after I got saved. I still have the journal entries and my journal entries are like, I'm a part of an end time army. Like the army is now. We yeah, need to bring yeah. the light to the world, right? And this is, this is what you're doing. This is what we're doing right now. There's 4,000 people watching and you're doing what God said you do exposing the works of darkness living out this prophecy now you got everyone in the chat is asking about your deliverance did you end up getting delivered after that or what was your deliverance like or was it through yes. that process of fasting getting prayer process. renouncing self-deliverance all that process still even is a process come on there was no like boom this demon manifested cast out boom I got healed all this aches all these pains all this stuff ended that didn't happen for me it was a process uh, multiple sessions, some manifestations, some kind of kind of get casting out some because I have four generations of Freemasonry on my dad's side. Wow. I almost joined the Freemasons six months before I was saved. I knew a guy who was in my class. He was like an older guy who was taking college classes to get like a second degree or something in accounting. And he was third in command at the Freemason Lodge. And we were talking a lot of spirituality. And then two years later, I'm like, hey, I want to join. And we meet up. He's like, I can get you in. You just got to come for six months to these biweekly meetings. And I have a schedule conflict. I couldn't. I was super bummed. But literally six months before I got saved, I was about to join the Freemasonry. I've got five generation, four generations that I know of on my dad's side. So there's a lot of demonic, you know, curses attached to that. And also uh, the, the, the yoga I was involved in, the deep stuff. I was in psychedelics. When I was receiving deliverance, I had the same feeling throughout my body like I had on acid. Wow. On certain acid trips. It was like a demon would come into me wow. on acid. And I've seen demons go into people on acid and change their life forever. And okay, so talk about this. Talk about this. Doing drugs, acid. Now, I want to say, I know there's people in the chat that are like, I've never done acid. I would never do acid. But there's people in the chat that smoke weed. They were typing early, like, I smoke weed. There's nothing wrong with it. Talk to me about you. Listen, guys, if you're just jumping on, he comes out of the new age. So we're not, we're not talking about, well, we read this in a book or we think this is the case or we made this up. We're actually talking about from experience. So you were in the new age movement smoking weed, but using marijuana as a gateway 
gateway drug into these demonic realms, into astral projection, into the spirit realm, however we want to word it. There's many words for it, but you're using marijuana, which if people don't know, marijuana is used in rituals and ceremonies and tribes all over the place to bring enlightenment and to open up spirit, the spiritual realm, to open the chakra, all the different, you know, every little other occult calls it its own thing. But talk to me about marijuana because, bro, I don't hear anybody talking about marijuana. I don't hear anybody exposing it or saying it's wrong. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just me for medicine and it's just, you know, it's a recreational. But tell me the mm -hmm. spiritual side of specifically marijuana and how it's used in New Age and how it's used and it's an open door for spirits. Yeah. So I smoked weed almost daily for about four years and I got very expensive bongs. I got vapes to be healthier about it. I got all sorts of concentrates, edibles, the whole process, extraction. I wanted to get into the cannabis industry because, you know, I had my you know, fractured vertebrae. I had a lot of back pain and I would smoke weed trying to alleviate this. And mm. I felt like I was getting relief. But I was also getting into things that I wouldn't have necessarily got into. There were certain doors being opened, although they felt like there were benefits. There were a lot more negatives that were coming with over time. I began to discern them. That's why I quit. But, you know, as I'm learning about the cannabis plant, oh, the fiber, one of the strongest natural fibers on the earth, you know, of the stock. And George Washington said to grow it. And, you know, the the seeds, incredibly nutritional value and, and super good for you, like the omega threes and six, like amino acids. There's a lot of great things about the cannabis plant, but the flower, you know, smoking it, getting high off it, altering your consciousness. That's where you start to say, oh, since all that's good too, that must be good as well. Mm. And you, I get into Bob Marley thinking, oh, Rastafarianism, where they believe that Bob Marley literally said that when you smoke, you, be, you, you get a greater awareness of your true self. People have all these experiences like I did. Your heart's opening. You're becoming more compassionate, you're becoming more loving, all this stuff. Little did I know the word ganja, which is used, literally comes from India. It's the mid-grade form of cannabis that they would ingest. The, the bang was the low-grade form, the liquid form. Then they had like chadas, which is like a very potent form. They ingested this. It's considered one of the five sacred plants in Hinduism. Wow. In the Vedic scriptures. And Shiva, Lord Shiva, big demon. I was going to say, in, yeah, high-ranking demon, Lord. Oh, big-time demon. A big time in uh, yoga. All the Vedic texts talk about yoga, merging your consciousness with these beings, summoning them. They, the, the, the priests and the sages uh, of this time and the yogis would take very high-dose cannabis to get super high and interface with these demons, to interface with these gods and beings, and then write the Vedic scriptures and out the whole outline of Hinduism and the spiritual philosophies came from these higher beings that they would interface with while high on cannabis, while high on weed. I was doing just meditation with it, thinking my energy body was getting you know, more enlightened. I was reaching enlightenment. I didn't fully know about all these roots of it. And actually when I found out about it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? You know, they're interfacing with these beings. I, I grew up thinking this is just all we live, all this is reality. Maybe these beings are good. Maybe they did break out of the cycle of reincarnation and suffering, and they're trying to help us enlighten to get out of it as well. So I'm thinking it's good, but they use that. Tibetans used it to facilitate meditation. Um, it's actually very common. People think that people in the Bible were using it, thinking this word kane balsam is why we have cannabis. Literally, kane means a reed or a stalk, and then balsam in Hebrew means aromatic. It's just an aromatic reed or stalk. There's so many plants besides cannabis that smell and are a reed or a stalk. 
It's not just weed. They're not smoking weed, getting hot boxing the holy of holies, like wow. many people believe. And so a lot of people actually believe that as I've discovered more of, of kind of the whole, the beliefs around it. But people take this, people take LSD, people take other hallucinogens. Weed is a mild hallucinogen and it alters your consciousness. You take very high dose edibles. It's very similar to LSD, mushroom trips on extreme doses. People get possessed. People get literal demonic terrifying panic attacks, yep. terrifying anxiety attacks that ruined them, that caused yep. massive social anxiety. This actually happened to me in high school, but I kept explaining it away with, yep. oh, I'm in, getting more enlightened. I kept explaining it away, constant, constantly getting deceived, explaining it away, even though all these bad things were happening. Because, you know, Satan's going to bring more harm than good when you're engaged with things that he's giving you. And that was happening to me. And I started to literally think I was like an introvert, started to think I was this light worker. The spiritual awakening all started on weed. Come on. All started on say weed. The it, spiritual it, awakening. It's not just a gateway drug, it's a spiritual gateway. Yes, it launched me into the new age. It formed my identity. It formed all these different things. It became my healer. It became my, you know, thing of choice to find peace and relaxation. It re replaces Christ for many people replaces Jesus and even replaces people's spouse. So many wow. stories of people's husbands start to smoke weed, the marriage starts to fall apart, no more intimacy. It's like a it's like a forget what people call it, but like the mistress, the marijuana yeah. mistress or something like that. Mary but Jane. That's also very yeah, Mary Jane mistress. Yep. Super common. And when I talk to people, when I talk to my friends, when you get down to it, people don't actually want to be doing it. People don't want to be addicted. There's people to it. in the people chat right now saying I'm super convicted because I smoke every day. There's literally several no, people that you, are in the chat right now. Yeah, you don't want to be doing it and you know that. You know that. You know you've tried to quit. You know you tried to quit. It's very hard. Sure, oh, it's not physically addictive. It's very spiritually addictive. Yep. It's very mentally addictive. Psychologically addictive. There's it's it's you can quit. And people all the time think that they're doing it. They're having a great time. Oh, it's in moderation. moderation. Just doing it from time to time. Not addicted like I used to be. Everything's good. You don't need it in your life. Come you on. don't need any of it in your life. You will have a better life never doing it again, ever. For any reason, you will have a better life. I'm just telling you that. I'm just telling Come you on. that. And I'm a clear example that this stuff, when you stop doing it, your life will begin to change because you're breaking chains to the enemy. You're breaking networks that Satan can use. Demons travel through yep. and start speaking to you. Start guiding you away from your true calling in God. You don't need to smoke weed ever. And you can totally quit. God can empower you to quit. Just and reach I, out to him. He'll let you quit. Ever, I want to say something too to all the young people. There's a lot of teenagers that watch that smoke weed. A lot of young people that are smoking weed in school or whatever. They think, oh, we go do this, we do that. I want to scare some of you and let you make you understand the demons that we're talking about are not demons that were like born 10 years ago. These are demons that have been around for thousands of years that have been around since since the creation of the world. And when you smoke weed, do drugs, you're opening the door to sorcery. You're inviting these powerful demons into your space. Someone just said in the chat, I smoke weed. I feel like demons show up. You don't feel like demons show up. Demons do show up. You're actually invoking them in. You're inviting them into your house. And Jesus said that we are spiritual houses. He said, when a demon goes out, he says, I'll go back to my home. Over and over, the Bible talks to us that we're a temple. We're a house for God. We're a home for the Holy Spirit. Not only a house for the Holy Spirit, but if we open the door, we're also a house to demonic spirits. And so for some of you that think it's innocent or I'm going to smoke weed because I'm cool with my friends, 
it's all fun and games until a demon shows up and starts wrecking your life, starts ruining your life. And you're actually inviting spiritual beings into your body to live inside of you. And I'm, I'm saying it very graphically because I want to scare you. I want you to understand that me, Everett, Vlad, and the, Daniel Adams in the chat, we deal with these people on a ba daily basis most, most of the time that have invited demons in and it's all fun and games, right? Like we're out partying, we're drinking, we're sleeping around, but all these things we're doing are actually invocation. They're inviting demons in and demons are coming in. And here's the thing, it's easy to get them in, but it's hard to get them out. So now you're stuck with the demon in you and you're panicking. And here's the thing, you're, you're gonna struggle to find a believer that will actually cast it out of you so it's there's a million ways to get him in and there's only one way to get him out and that's in the name of jesus through the power of the holy spirit and so don't think it's going to be an innocent thing where it's like i'm smoking weed i'm just going to smoke i'm just going to friend you have to fight for your life you have to realize you're inviting entities in ephesians chapter 6 the living translation says these are persons with no body and i want you to think about this when i say this chat persons with no bodies these are actually people personality spirits that come in that don't have a physical body but are spirits that are able to enter into us are able to be in our homes be around us and you're inviting these things in that's why you touched on it, Everett. I remember being in high school and all my friends smoking weed. I never got involved in drugs because I was going in for law enforcement and you could not do drugs in law enforcement. And thank God that it kept me from doing drugs and opening these doors because I had that incentive that I'm going to be in law enforcement. I can't do drugs. And I thank God because I most of my friends were in shrooms and taking acid and doing ecstasy. Ecstasy was huge with among my yeah. friend group. Cocaine, heroin. Yeah. I mean, all this yeah. stuff was happening. And my friends would have panic attacks. I would watch them as demons would attack them. And they would go into trances and they would see things and they'd have nightmares of being dragged into a pit of fire. All these things happening that we can go on for hours about spiritual encounters were all coming from marijuana and they would do what you did. Oh, well, I just had a bad trip. I just had this and, you know, I just heard a voice, but it was like, you know, the, the, I was, I was talking to God and this is what they always say. And let's talk about this as well. It's like, when I do drugs, I'm getting closer to God. I'm connecting with God, yeah. but here's what I want to tell you, friend. You're actually connecting with fallen angels. You're actually connecting with demonic spirits. Um, maybe some of you are astral projection astral projecting where your body is going into a spiritual plane or a spiritual realm or the second heaven you're going into as Everett said spiritual places these are not good places these are not places that you want to go these are spiritual places where demons ravage your spirit where demons ravage you now we are definitely not saying it's not real this is all real the the spiritual realm spiritual planes astral projection all of it's real friend but you have to realize you're going into realms where demons are able to access you and really plant their seed in you and to come yeah. into you and to work through your life and, and they're able to come in and out. They're able to bring other demons. So you might think it's no big joke or game, but I know people that have smoked weed or done LSD or acid and they've gotten a spirit of war like spirit of war w-a-r and now all of a sudden they go from oh i'm just smoking weed doing a little bit of acid doing a little bit of ecstasy to man i'm having thoughts of of killing a lot of people of having thoughts of killing my family i'm having thoughts and i don't even want to do this and a lot of them never end up doing it they fight it but why even open that door why even invite those things in to where now you have to get delivered i got delivered from i don't know 10 or 11 spirits and how did they get in because i invited them in and so you don't have to have the intention of i want to invite them in to invite them in maybe you're on everett's uh realm of where you are literally inviting them in like you're openly getting into you know this and that in buddhism but maybe you're not maybe you're just watching and you've opened these doors in your life and these demons have come in and i want you guys to be you know really have some fear have some real fear to like okay and think about this guys 
next time you decide to go do something, okay, sit down at your computer and say, I'm about to watch pornography because some of you struggle and you do this and you, and you're, but I want you to think about, I'm not just about to watch pornography. I'm actually about to open up a door and a portal, a spiritual portal opening to demonic spirits. So let me think twice before I go light that blunt up. Let me think twice because that marijuana smoke is calling demons. That pornography is opening a channel and I'm not being uh, facetious here. I'm opening up a real spiritual channel. So I think if you started thinking spiritually, you wouldn't be doing that pornography. You wouldn't be out sleeping around. You wouldn't be out, you know, when you're sleeping around, you're actually connecting with someone spiritually. You're actually connecting with that person in the spirit, creating soul ties, transferring demons. And you're doing all these things we do are spiritual acts, guys. They're all spiritual things. And I want you guys to think about this before you go out and do these things. For example, yoga. Let's talk about yoga. So you were a certified yoga teacher. We could segue into this. And there's Christians in the chat right now that do yoga. One girl earlier said, I'm getting so convicted because I do yoga and it makes, you know, makes my body look good. I think she said, and I was reading her comment and she said, now I felt convicted. Is, is yoga even wrong? So let's just say, you know, there's thousands of people watching, but here you have this lady in the chat right now who's doing yoga. Maybe her church has a Christian yoga group, which is so oxymoron, right? It's so crazy. Or maybe she's out doing yoga and she's sitting under some guru or some yoga teacher. It, what is yoga? I mean, is it bad? Is it really spiritual? Is it really that big of a deal? Because now, you know, it's being accepted in the church. Tell me a little bit about your journey. What is yoga to the new age and, and what are really the spiritual implications of it? So yoga, many people think, oh, just stretching, exercise, the whole westernized yoga, but the real yoga that comes from Hinduism, the word yoga means to be yoked with, mm. not yoked with Jesus Christ. It's not his burden, which is light. It's yoked with Brahman, which is this God consciousness deity, the supreme deity of Hinduism. This is actually yoking yourself to a demon, to a demonic wow. force. This is not Jesus Christ. This is not God. You will not come closer to God if you do yoga. You come actually on. practice yoga. This isn't just stretching, bending down, touching your toes, stretching your hip flexors, you know, do what you do to stay athletic, you know, sports, people stretch. It's good for the human body. We're talking actual yoga. In many yoga classes, you think it's just stretching and exercise. The yoga teacher, like me, to get certified by Yoga Alliance National, has to be certified and know the Upanishads, the Vedic scriptures, the whole, the, the sacred texts of wow. Kundalini yoga, of Bhakti yoga, of the different types of yoga, of how to merge your consciousness, how to dissolve your ego to reach the bliss state of Samadhi. That's why it's all about inner peace and inner light and, you know, observe your thoughts. You're really just the observer. And it's, it's taking on this whole thing of like de-stress in the corporate world and in the world as we know, because so many people are stressed. It's not de-stress yoga. You're literally detaching from wow. reality. So obviously you want to have stress because the Buddhists believe, Hindus believe any desire is the root of all suffering. So you need to eliminate all desire, all passion. Then you'll never pretty much be let down and have suffering. That's how they believe you break out of the cycle of reincarnation and suffering. Yoga depends on the belief in reincarnation. Yoga depends on the belief in karma, basically to, to cleanse your bad karma that you come with from past lifetimes. The reason there's an Indian caste system, well, there was, that Gandhi fought and other people have tried to fight. The untouchable class, the lowest rung of society, you literally can't even touch them or be friends with them or have a friend who's friends with them because 
They must have done something bad in a past life to inherit that bad karma in wow. this life. It's so dark. It's so demonic. It's so cold. People don't think about this because they're going just for physical exercise, just to de-stress. They don't realize that they're actually slowly drifting into these spirits because there are spirits involved. And it's kind of interesting that when people have these spiritual awakenings on weed, they kind of get into yoga. They kind of yeah. get into all this Eastern religion stuff when it was so predominantly used there to interface with these beings. The gods and goddesses of Hinduism, that the pantheon that they have, they're actual demons that interface with them. Cannabis slowly kind of leads people to there, which is interesting. But yoga isn't stretching. It isn't exercise. Don't call it yoga if you're going to the gym and doing some stretching. But if you're going to yoga and they're doing, you know, warrior three, there's all tell these me, Okay, so tell me about stories. all these poses because I'm, you know, I've done the research, poses, but yep. I've never got, I don't know anything about yoga. I've never done it. I've never, but what are the different poses representing? Because people might say, well, I'm just doing Christian yoga. I'm just doing, you know, it's yeah, no yeah, big yeah. deal. I'm doing the same stretches, but but what are, what are all the different poses represent? So the warrior pose, Vira Bhadrasana, which is the Sanskrit. There's all Sanskrit for these. They actually have stories behind them. The warrior pose is literally execution. It's murder wow. of a hero who comes in and Shiva's involved and other characters, Sati. These mythological legends and lore, these poses are a part of. And, and here literally you have a businessman, business lady. They have no clue and they're over there doing these, these yeah. goddess of Shiva, the destroyer poses, not realizing exactly. they're opening doors. And then you go through the sun sequence of different poses to worship the sun, the lunar sequence to worship the moon, to the sun is your yin or the yang, the, the moon is your yin. So you get these philosophies of yin and yang to cool your passionate energy with the, the cooling energy of yin. And you develop your practice around that and you start literally getting into Eastern religion, Eastern modes of thought, the duality of, of light and darkness. It takes on all this. It's actually worshiping and channeling entities, these spirits, these beings. You don't need to channel, channel demons to stretch, to wow. have a, a healthy body, to be athletic. You don't need to do yoga. Stop doing yoga, do something else. The more people that do this and become aware of what yoga actually is, the yes. more we'll press against this so people yes. can actually know God. They can actually know Jesus. They're not in this fog because these spirits got in when they go to this yoga class and they get led through this meditation that then detaches them and this whole weird stuff starts to happen. Then they don't really have that love for the word. They kind of go for their peace to go to yoga, to you know meditate. They stop going to the Prince of Peace. They stop going to the Come Lord, on. clinging to the Lord and actually living for Christ and if we push against this, if we, you know, it's going into schools, it's going into elementary yep. schools, it went into my high school, Kids it yoga. went into my football class, and they think it's for good purposes. And many of them, they don't know this about yoga. They're actually doing it for a good purpose. And if you're the one who can educate them, yes. this is deep Hinduism right here. This is deep Hinduism. Let's not call it yoga. Let's have a stretching and exercise, a fitness class. Let's do, you know, kinesiology, like actually good poses for the body to stretch certain areas, to stay limber, to be uh, limber for, you know, as you go on in longevity and make it that instead of the spiritual yoga that yoga teachers who learn Hinduism teach and guide people into the awakening of their consciousness and guide people into the merging with the Brahman God consciousness. But there's a huge array of teachers. There's a huge array of westernized yoga, but you got to stay discerning. You can't forget the origins. You cannot forget the origins of this and how it came through the hippie movement in the set. And I would say this stuff is infiltrating the church and the church writes it off. Someone just wrote in the chat, they said, my Christian counselor told me I should go start doing yoga. And so this is popular among pastors, leaders, churches, Christians. And this is the bottom line, what it comes down to, which is what we're fighting tonight 
is ignorance. And when you say someone's ignorant, right? I always say it's like a derogatory term. Like, oh, don't call someone ignorant. But guys, the, the word ignorant means they just don't know. So when you have pastors, leaders that are ignorant, it's not a rude term. They just don't know the spiritual connotations of it. And honestly, they're not spiritual. Like most leaders, pastors, churches are not spiritual at all. So they laugh at us when they watch these videos. Like, oh, you think it opens doors? You think demons are real? And I'm thinking like, have you never read the Bible? Have you never read all the times Jesus confronted demonic spirits? Mark 1, 38. He went from synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. Like Jesus is confronting demons every city he goes to. Now this is 2000 years ago. For those of you that don't know, 2000 years of debauchery of pornography being mainstream now of all the wickedness that is so much more accessible than it was in Jesus's day. We have become a buffet for demonic spirits in America and the world because of social media and because of now these are all, we just have portals everywhere we go. And so the demonic, uh, I would say level or the demonic activity is way higher than even it was in the Bible because they didn't have access, if you guys are tracking with me, to all the sin that we have access to. Even when I was a kid, you couldn't go online and go on the phone and just look up pornography. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone that has access to a smartphone, iPad, anything you think of, can just immediately go access it. They don't have to go buy a magazine, hide it under their mattress. None of the stuff that was happening when I was a young kid is not happening anymore. And so the devil has a much easier time of entering people. But in the the same time, the church is more asleep than it's ever been. And we're more ignorant to the supernatural realm. So we're not going to apologize for exposing it. There's a reason why there's 4,000 of you live right now, because you're not getting this, you're not getting taught to expose these works, to bring truth. How do you expose the truth will set you free? The truth will make you free. You bring truth, you bring light, you bring awareness. If Adam and Eve knew, hey, that's snake is the devil deceiving you if he they knew there was deception they would have never ate the fruit but no they didn't know it was deception so they Mm -hmm. fell prey so if you guys don't realize this stuff you're gonna fall prey whether it's marijuana whether it's pornography whether it's astral projection whether it's yoga these are all subtle things even like the law of attraction right this is a new age practice that's now becoming popular in the church just send it out into the universe send good vibes into the universe and i said this on monday there's not one verse in the bible that says pray to the universe and there's not one verse in the bible where god is the universe god is not the universe god is the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. so even this man talk about a little bit of this because this is from your perspective okay you've been saved for those that are just jumping in i'm always recapping because there's new people you've been saved what two years two and a half years you came out of the new age movement what almost three years now and now you're in the church, you're in the body of Christ, you're you're preaching the gospel, you're sharing your faith, you're exposing God, obviously has you on a special mission to expose the new age movement. Are you seeing from your perspective, because I could say what I want to say, are you seeing some of these practices that you spent years doing? Are, are you seeing them infiltrate the church? Are you seeing Christians involved in the law of attraction, involved in ungodly meditation involved in um karma i mean what are some of the new age practices you're seeing in the church that we need to be aware of yeah so i was actually very surprised at how much is in the church um and the fact that i said earlier most of the new agers i met in the new age very heavy in the new age were former christians Mm. then when i came into the church i can see people falling away to it i can see people getting into it and the reason why the whole new age is thing it's really just the new occult and back in the day you don't have phones you don't have the internet it's very hard to get access to the vedic scriptures and what hinduism is there's not a yoga guru around your town it's a lot of churches it's a lot of you know so people in the u.s didn't have access to that now but now in the modern 
day we live in you're on TikTok seeing how to do these psychic things yep. how to move a how to move a wheel under a glass bowl with your mind when it's really a demon yep. so which i tried yep. to do as well telekinesis the whole nine yards you're like whoa this is crazy you start learning about all the other different religions spiritual philosophies the whole new age why there's so many different types is because people blend it and people don't know yes. scripture people are not scripturally literate to know and and to see when there's something that is contrary to the truth to know when there's a deception coming into their heart they're not holding it captive to the obedience of christ they're not you know aware of the the totality of scripture to know that the totality of yoga the totality of you know mindfulness buddhist meditation is very bad to empty your mind in meditation instead of to fill it wow. like god's word says can be very destructive you know and to think that Faith equals just manifesting anything you want. No, it's faith according to the will of God. To know the will of God, read the Bible. You'll know the will of God. He'll reveal his will to you. And then you need to have faith to bring what he wants to happen through your life to happen. You know, not unbelief, but people think faith, you can just manifest anything you want. Yep. That, you know, you want a Lamborghini. And this is big in the self-help. Yes. Big in people who want to be millionaires. Which is new age. If you guys didn't know, that's part big of the new time. age. Big time new age, Think and Grow Rich, this very popular, one of the biggest self-help books at the very last chapter, the guy is literally communicating with the deceased spirits of Abraham Lincoln, of all mm. these different greats that he had. He'd have a council that he would meet with in his meditation and receive guidance and advice. Like the the, the new age, the, the law of attraction, all this stuff is creeping into Christians from many different corners. It's creeping into people. And when you're not reading the Bible every day yes. or every week, or you know, if you're not getting the word of God, the true word of God, if you're just listening to sermons, you're just listening to podcasts, you're not actually reading the word yourself, you're missing out on a lot of thing God, things that God wants to show you and a lot of things that will prevent you from falling to this stuff and being able to discern it and spot it. Because the devil is very tricky in how he gets people into this. He preys on church hurt, offense, yep. gets people into thinking they're an outcast, and then he changes their doctrine into being more outcast. Then they start just getting out of the church, and then until they can get pulled back in for you to discern that, they're going to fall away from the flock. Satan's going to take them. So you got to be aware of this. You got to be aware of not just the new age and all the different practices that we just talked about and that other people talk about, but you got to be aware of the word. So you can discern this because yeah. it's just it's just so many people have gotten into this. So many people I was with in the New Age got into this because they don't know the word. They don't know the Bible. They don't study the Bible. They don't study doctrine. They don't study theology. And it can be very precarious for people who are just in like experience, just in hyper, you yeah. know, experience. A lot of New Agers just go to that. They never get sound theology and then they end up away again. So you got to just, even though it's hard, read the Bible, get teachings. Even though you don't read much, just read and study the Bible. And you will discern this stuff way more easily. And I think that's literally the biggest cure to this whole new age deception. The devil gets people out of the word of God. Yep. Where they're biblically illiterate. You look at the schools, I didn't learn anything about the Bible growing up. I learned we came from apes. We came from a random conglomeration of atoms, which is literally mathematically absurd mathematically, like 10 to the negative 50 is considered impossible, absurd. And for life to occur is like 10 to the negative 150. Chuck Missler has incredible teachings on this of science, but people don't study the Bible. They don't know the history of earth. They don't know the history of humanity. So they fall to these different aliens came and seeded us. 
They fall to these different, you know, ideas. And it might not be 100% they believe in it, but it chips away their faith in the Bible. It chips mm. away their faith in Christ. Slowly, they consider it. They start to consider all these things because they're not solid on the rock. They're not solid on the truth. Come on. And that chips away their faith, and then they fall away, and then they're not led by the Holy Spirit to the capacity that they could be to advance the Lord's kingdom and to live the life they're meant to live. And there's Christians right now in the chat that are like, well, I'm Christian, but I believe in reincarnation, right? The, guys, reincarnation is not a biblical concept. It's not a biblical principle. I've talked to people. I had a long conversation with someone that me and my wife are ministering to and we're, you know, helping disciple and stuff like that. And they were trying to reconcile. Like, like we talked back and forth and it was like, are you sure reincarnation? And what about this? And what about this memory I had? And what about I felt this in my past life? And reincarnation is a major new age practice. Yeah. It is not a biblical thing. There's no reincarnation. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once. And this is what I was telling yeah. the person. You die one time. You die and you appear before judgment. There's no reincarnation. This is something that's being taught. And then another thing that's being taught in the church is universalism. And some of you are saying, well, my church would never teach that. Well, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind here. When's the last time your pastor t taught on hell? When's the last time your pastor taught on um, the judgment of God, the, the wrath of God? So if hell is not being taught in our church, why not? And I'm going to tell you why. Because we believe that if you really want to get people in the building and you really want to make people comfortable, we can't really talk about how exclusive God is. Because we live in this snowflake culture, this woke mm -hmm. culture that says, well, no one's wrong. Everything goes, which is universalism, right? Every path leads to God. Jesus is great. And this is what they say. Jesus is a way, but he's not the, he's not the way. He's a way. And I was saying last night, Jesus is the only way. He's not a way, he's the way. And so pastors that don't teach on hell are buying into universalism. They're buying into, well, we don't really know. And you're gonna hear pastors say this now. Like guys, I know if you ask them, okay, do sinners go to hell is hell? They'll start saying, well, you know, I just can't reconcile that God is loving, but he'll also send people to hell. Which by the way, guys, I wanna make something clear. The devil does not send people to hell. God throws people into hell. God is the one that has the power to send people to hell. The devil does not have power to send anybody to hell. So the devil did not create hell. God did. And the devil is going to end up in hell for all of eternity. So this idea you got taught in church where it's like the devil's throwing people into hell. God's actually the one that judges the soul of a man. So we have to start preaching the wrath of God, the judgment of God. And by churches not talking about the fire of God, the wrath of God, the judgment and the terror of the Lord, the Bible says, what a terrible thing to fall or terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade men. So pastor maybe won't get on stage and say, hey guys, we're universalists and we believe there's no hell in every way. But I'll tell you one thing right now, in my mind, by going two years without preaching on it, by going three years by not preaching on it, you're buying into a universal spirit that says hell's not real. God loves everybody. Everybody gets in. Now let's even go here. It's easy to get into heaven now. Did Jesus teach it's easy to get in heaven? Did Jesus say to the rich young ruler, oh, you don't have to even worry about it, bro. Just pray a prayer, invite him in your heart. You can live however you want. Jesus taught, you have to follow me. The disciples in Acts uh, 238, repent, 
be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. There's a turning away. So there's actually something you got to do. It's not just receive Jesus and do nothing and then live however you want. There's actually a following Jesus that's involved. So by your pastor saying it's easy, you don't have to do anything, just accept it and live however you want. That's universalism, friend. That's literally saying that the only thing you have to do is just believe God and you don't have to live like God. You don't have to live holy. You don't have to live righteous. You don't have to follow him. Jesus never preached that in scripture. He taught, as a lot of you are spamming the chat, the road that leads to life is narrow. So is Jesus closed-minded? There's only one way. Friend, absolutely. He is the most closed-minded person in history because he taught there's only one way to God. So that's closed-minded, friend, and we believe and teach there's only one way. If your church is teaching, there's multiple ways, hell's not real, God, the love of God says these are, these are new age teachings that are infiltrating the church and it's slowly, and the devil doesn't usually work too fast, he works over generations, right? He slowly infiltrates the church, and this is what Paul said in Galatians. If anybody comes and preaches another gospel other than the gospel we taught, let him be cursed. And in fact, Paul says in one place, you happily put up with anyone what anyone preaches, even if they preach a different Jesus, a different gospel, and a different spirit. So there were spirits coming in, infiltrating the church, manipulating the church, and bringing in these different doctrines of reincarnation, doctrines of uh, one place Paul says they teach the worship of angels, right? So angels show up, we worship them, we praise them. These are real spiritual beings, and they're getting off on all these. And so I'm, I'm afraid, bro, as well, that by not teaching biblical principles, we're actually buying into a new age spirit. Um, you know, the spirit of the Kundalini spirit. And if you want to just touch briefly on that, and then we're going to pray for the people that's also infiltrated the church and that's brought a false Holy spirit. It's brought a false move of God. Now, let me say one thing really clear to the chat here. We, me and Everett are both spiritual. We teach deliverance. We teach visions. We teach dreams. We teach born again. We are absolutely spiritual. We believe in the spiritual power of God. We believe we have to worship in spirit. We are not saying not to be spiritual, but I will say this. We need to be discerning because there's a Kundalini spirit that pretends to be the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get all thinking everybody has the Kundalini spirit and be afraid because I don't, one of the reasons why I don't like going a lot about that is because people get paranoid and they think, oh, maybe the Kundalini spirit's at my church when it's really not. But there is a false Holy Spirit that I've been, that I've seen. I've been in churches where people are barking like dogs. People are making animal noises. People are on all fours at the altar acting like an animal. People are slithering like snakes, making hissing sounds. Now tell me, bro, is that not the Kundalini spirit at work in the church? And I had pastor tell me one mega church, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. He's been working. And I, I literally told him this face to face. I said, the only place I see a snake in the Bible is in Genesis. And it was not God, right? In Genesis, he's a snake. In Revelation, he's a dragon, which means someone's been feeding the snake. How did he go from being a snake to a dragon? Someone's been feeding him. And here you have this big mega church. Again, won't say the name, but it's a, it was a massive, influential mega church, charismatic movement church. And this was, uh, what, eight years ago? And here you have a pastor, a leader of the church, watching a girl slither on the ground, say, oh yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. And then the end of the night, that girl was actually one of the worship leader's nieces. And the worship leader was like this famous worship leader. And they came up and said, Will you please pray for her and all this stuff, right? She's going through anxiety, all these things. Bro, we go to the back room at like end of service. We start praying for this girl who was slithering at the altar saying it's the Holy Spirit. And she starts manifesting. What would you believe? Spirit of Kundalini, spirit of this, spirit of that. Every spirit you can think of. And the pastor's white 
as a ghost literally because he's like we've been thinking these manifestations were spiritual when they were actually wow. demons pretending to be the holy spirit so just touch on that mm -hmm. and then we're going to pray for people i know we're going long i appreciate your time but touch a little bit on that kundalini spirit that false holy spirit that's tried to infiltrate again guys i don't want you to be all afraid oh this is working in my church we're not trying to make you paranoid please that's not what we want to do we believe in the power of god we speak in tongues we believe in all of that but i also want to be careful because i know there's a false spirit that's tried to you know copycat the holy spirit in certain ways totally and this spirit the only way it gets in was when people don't have discernment discerning mm. of spirits knowledge of the word you know actually hearing christ or the holy spirit as he speaks to us to discern this because they don't know the biblical principles like you said and the kundalini spirit i did kundalini yoga i learned kundalini yoga i promoted kundalini yoga i thought people were gaining this state of consciousness as you let this energy coil up your spine, activate all your yep. chakras, where you literally experience oneness, that you are all things, that that's the true state of consciousness, that you are all things, and you, you break out of basically the illusion. The kundalini oneness experience is what people seek in the new age. They seek it like you wouldn't believe. They do all sorts of uh, exercises for an hour, just breathing like <laughs> to wow. channel the energy up to channel it up, the massive breathwork rituals and, and different stretches and chanting and humming. And then the serpent energy goes up, releases this massive uh, consciousness altering energy and you become enlightened pretty much. And it coils up your spine, it's a clear demon. And as I've seen it, a lot of people who, when I talk about this, they reach out and they need deliverance from it. Yep. And this, the, the, the demon causes electricity, massive pain to their nervous system. Yep. Wonder why? Because it has control of your spinal cord, literally wow. grips your spinal cord. People have extreme pain when they come to Christ, when they get out of this stuff, because this demon, how it got in, instead of deceiving and leading them into all this new age, into all this stuff that's gonna lead them to hell, Right when the person goes to Christ, starts repenting, they constrict. They start tormenting wow. the person and they go in immense pain. You got to pray against this. And you got to pray against uh, people who, who think that what they're experiencing is, is leading them to God. And even like psychedelics, people think that they're meeting God. They're having the experiences. Yet when they're never actually getting biblical principles, when they're sitting in churches that don't preach on hell, the reality of hell, that fear not who can kill the body, but he yep. who can cast the soul into hell, that's God. Yep. Fear him, revere him, honor him. Like God is is a, a majestic, like just being. He's not just pure love, pure fluff, pure experiences. And I didn't get saved being told that when I give my life to Christ, I'm going to have some beautiful life here on earth. I got saved literally thinking my life was going to get way worse. People are going to forsake me. Friends, family are going to think I'm weird and I'd have a tough life. Then I start reading in the Bible, all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. Like when you're actually living in that, the real gospel, and you're living in the, the, the war for souls, you can discern these spirits because you see that this person thinks that they're having these experiences. They're, you know, like the pastor for them to believe that. Yep. They clearly aren't you know, discerning what's actually happening. The person, when you start talking to them, you realize, okay, something's wrong. Demons start to manifest. And, and people who, who don't have the discernment of the word, I see don't discern the move of the Holy Spirit. And then there's others who get very new age. They get very into the word and then they stop believing they're cessationists. But for those who don't want to have the Kundalini in your church, or you think it's in certain churches, first off, 
understand what kundalini spirit is because there are people who are tormented by it and other people think that holy spirit moves are the kundalini spirit when it's not but yeah. there are other people who get into the new age like me and you get into kundalini yoga you get into the serpent energy and you need when you're praying deliverance over them to address this to know about it and like isaiah when you're meeting with that gal and she starts telling you those things you weren't instantly to say oh that's just the holy spirit or oh that's just uh, uh, you, you're, you're staying open yep. to the idea that there could be something wrong. I need to see the fruit. What's the fruit of this serpent slithering? That, that sounds pretty demonic. You know, yeah, if you ask yeah, me a serpent yeah. slithering instead of getting touched and then, you know, receiving a massive deliverance and freedom, it's like they're tormented on the ground. Yep. I don't think the Holy spirit does that to people, but demons do when they're in the presence and when they manifest and you can cast him out. So that's just my experience. I literally did Kundalini Yoga, certified yoga instructor. I see people who come to Christ and they need big time deliverance and it messes with their mind. It messes with their mind big time and it gets them out of the word, believing in all sorts of complex teachings and complex ideologies instead of the simplicity of the gospel. Yep. But we just got to pray for discernment. And I want to say, guys, a lot of you guys are asking about breath work and light work and crystals and tarot cards. We are going to talk about a lot of this. We're already an hour and a half in. We'll do another show. We'll do another segment on this, continuing to I bring Everett on again and we'll continue to expose it. But guys, this is becoming mainstream. And so yeah. we're going to keep exposing it because it is becoming mainstream. And again, I want you guys to remember, we're not just trying to reach Christians. You guys are already saved. I'm already saved. Okay, I don't need you to reach me. I'm saved. I want to be equipped. I want to be trained for battle. Like, you don't need to ask me to enlist. I'm already enlisted in the army of God. So now we need to expose this stuff to reach other people. And really, of course, religious people hate this, right? They're so mad right now. There's 4,100 people watching. And you know, the religious people are like, they shouldn't be talking about this and they shouldn't be doing this. And they just need to, friend, we have to expose the works of darkness the bible says do not be ignorant of satan's devices lest he has an advantage over you i am not going to give the devil any advantage over me i want to be well equipped and also i want to reach new age i want to reach celebrities i want to reach people that are into breath work and light work and yoga and all these incantations and levitation demonic spirits and talking to fire i want to reach these people so they come to you and they want god they want deliverance what are you, you going to hit them with? Oh, you should come to my church on Sunday where we preach Jesus loves you every week. Guys, if the New Agers get saved, and this is what God showed me last year. He said, Isaiah, if these witches and warlocks you keep prophesying about get saved, where are they going to go? Where What church are they going to go to? We have to be equipped as the body of Christ. We are bearers of the light. We carry the light of Christ. The light. We are the light, the Bible says, that our light our light shines before men they could see our works and they can glorify our father who is in heaven jesus has given us the light of christ it's living in us in mortal bodies and we are what the bible says is to let our light shine now what does light do it exposes darkness it expels darkness the bible says that the darkness cannot overcome it and so we have to be as believers trained so maybe you're like i was raised in church i don't know about any of this well praise the lord now you do now you're getting trained and equipped so that when you're at work and your friend says oh i'm going to a mystic festival i'm going to a this and i'm going to do this and i'm going to go you know look at this and that you can say okay this is what this means and i guarantee you and everett i want to touch on something you said before we pray for people this is what my why my heart breaks for these people there's a girl's channel someone sent me she has hundreds of videos i won't mention her name because i don't want to give her publicity and you guys all go watch her but she does i want i don't even want to say the titles because you guys will look them up and find her she's a big youtuber but she does all this demonic stuff like everything you can think of she goes to witches and does voodoo she goes and travels around looking up every spiritual thing and literally guys hear what i'm gonna say 
in her videos, at the end of almost all her videos, whether she goes to a guru or a psychic or a medium, she get, literally does ceremonies and demons enter into her on her YouTube channel. Literally, they enter and she's screaming and she's crying and she's convulsing. She's speaking in demonic tongues. And in all of her videos, she's she's literally channeling demons into her. And my heart breaks for this girl. I, wa I was watching one of her videos my wife sent me because uh, one of someone she knows on Instagram sent her it. And I'm just like, man, how do we reach these people? How do I reach this girl? Because I'm broken because I know that she wants God. I know that she wants supernatural and she doesn't even know that she's just opening doors to demons. Like literally on video, she's inviting and manifesting, screaming. The way we cast out demons, we see them come out of people. She's doing that as they're coming into her, not realizing like, man, these demons, powerful demons are entering her. And of course, what do you think she says? Oh yeah, I have mental illness and I have bad depression, bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. And she's on this path to enlightenment. And I just pray for her and I go, Lord, let her meet, let her meet you on that path. Cause she interviews all these gurus and people, right? From every new age practice. And I'm like, I can't wait until she's like, okay, let me ask Isaiah, let me ask Everett. Let's, let's interview them. And she gets caught in the crossfire like you did Everett and she gets saved. And this is what my heart breaks for. This is what I'm broken for. Of course, do we want to reach, uh, wake up the church? Of course, we want to reach people here and people there and drug addicts and all that. But man, my heart is broken for those that are in this movement of the new age. And we pray and we're not here bashing. We're not here. We're here bashing the devil. We're here exposing the darkness because we love them. And any of you new agers watching, and I know there's a bunch of you, any of you watching, you can reach out to us. You can message us. You can comment on our video. We have deliverance map on my website. You can get delivered. We have 1500 plus people all over the world on my website casting out demons there is freedom for you tonight and so everett with that being said if you have closing remarks feel free but i would love for you you know give some closing remarks and then just pray for those that are in the new age movement those that are like man i want to have a broken heart for these people i want to have a burden and i feel like god has given of course you but i feel like this year god has really given me a burden to reach these new agers and again when we say new age i want to remind you guys this is like 30 plus beliefs, right? Whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, um, astrology, Scientology, these all fall under the new age movement. So it's not just one thing. It's a, it's a, an umbrella term for a bunch of things, but maybe give some closing remarks and then we're going to pray. God, give us a burden, break this off the church. Maybe you're a new ager and you want to get saved tonight. You want to give your life to God. Um, we're not going to lead you through some sinner's prayer. We're going to tell you, you need to repent tonight. Like you need to repent Put your faith in Jesus. He's the only way. Yeah. Realize he died for you. He died three days later, resurrected, seated at the right hand of the Father. Repent of your sin and receive the Holy Spirit tonight. You can get all those demons out of you tonight and you can receive the Holy Spirit. So with that being said, yeah. just think about that. Um, ever any closing remarks and then feel free to pray. Well, yeah, what she said about whoever that woman is, there are so many people like that. And yes. I have people reach out who I used to know in the new age and they're broken they're broken and they break down in tears re-accepting christ because they yeah. fell away they got into this thinking there's more power outside thinking there's deeper revelation outside but christ is the way he is the truth he is the life in him all things consist literally in him the fullness of the godhead bodily is in jesus christ you don't need to go anywhere else only Jesus Christ. It's not some Jesus freak obsession. He is literally God who came to earth and in him all things consist. Go to him. And his love is deeper than any other love from any meditation, from any breath work. You might experience some supernatural, you know, release of oxytocin or whatever. You're trying to get some vibration to channel through you. You don't need to do any of that. 
You just need to seek Jesus and invite him into your life. Follow him. Repent of things that he has clearly stated are not good and does not want you to do. Follow him. Follow Jesus. That is the road to eternal life. That is the road to true prosperous life, a true awakened life of awakening of the truth, understanding the truth. It's all in Jesus Christ. It's all in Jesus Christ. And my heart does break as well, Isaiah, for all those people who are, because they're, 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 they have weight of just yes. massive amounts of weight of needing to do these rituals, needing to do these uh, um, breath work, uh, all the different formulaic things that they do. It's very rigorous, actually. It's very, very rigorous. The sleeping schedule, getting up with the sun, because the, the sun light rays and, and, and the eyes and release all. There's a lot of scientific stuff, but it just loads them on with these things that they need to do to feel good, to feel whole, to feel uh, uh, loved, to feel healthy in life. Jesus is the healer. Jesus with a touch. People touched him. They were healed instantly. Instantly. A power left him. This isn't a power from kundalini yoga. This isn't a power from breathwork. This is a power of praying to the Father, of withdrawing into the wilderness and praying to the Father in his life and, and getting filled with the Holy Spirit. That power healed people. It's all through the Bible. You can get filled with this power. You can operate in this power. Just as Jesus said, everyone who believes in him We'll lay hands on the sick, they will recover. We'll drive out demons. We'll drink poisonous things and they won't die. Like all the health you need is literally in Jesus. Mm. It's in believing in Jesus. He's right here, right now, watching this stream. He's been with you your whole life. He wants you to follow him. He's calling you right now. You can follow him. If you want to follow him right now, just say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want my life to change. Whatever Everett's gone through, whatever Isaiah's gone through, I want what you have for my life. I want it. I decide now, today, to follow you, that you are real, that you died. You resurrected three days later. Hundreds of people did see you. They wrote it down. We have your words today, Lord. You are real. Cry out to him. Decide to follow him today. Your life will change and will go towards what it's meant to go to. Your life will start to become how it's meant to become. Your true destiny, your true awakening, your true calling is serving the army of light, which is Christ, which is Jesus Christ. He's alive and he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you and he will protect you. He will guide you. Study the word. Begin to watch Isaiah. Begin to watch my channel. Begin to watch others who are teaching the word and exposing the deceptions so you can steer clear and you can know the true healer. So people in your life who are hurting too, who are who are in depression, anxiety, you can pray for them. Spirits will leave yes, them. Yes. They will be healed. True healing, true love for people who are lost, who are suicidal, will occur when you know Jesus, when you have the Holy Spirit, and he can use you to set the captives free. And I pray that every single person understands that and and truly begins to see the reality of Jesus. And I just want to pray for anyone who's in torment from these new age things, for for the torment of spirits that came in through yoga deceiving spirits that came in through weed, deceiving and seductive spirits through psychedelic drugs, through tarot cards, through divination. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to leave them now. Leave them now. All who have given their life to Christ, who have dedicated a deeper commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan, 
Release your grip from them now. We cast you out in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come out. Every spirit of Shiva, every spirit of yoga, Hinduism, of Buddhism, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Spirit of divination, spirit of, of psychedelic drugs, LSD that have come in through LSD, coming through weed that are drawing them away from Christ. Come out now. Come out now. Spirit of addiction, we break you off of their lives now. Go. Go, spirit of bondage, come out. Come out in Jesus' name. They will be free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We declare freedom over these souls. Freedom over those who have been engaged in witchcraft, engaged in the occult, and thinking there was more complex, deeper things outside of Christ. We declare freedom for what you've taken them into, Satan. They will live a free life in their true anointing of Christ, their true calling of God, and you will not stop it. You will not stop it in the name of Jesus Christ. Freedom in Jesus' name, Father. We just pray for deliverance from every unclean spirit and power. As Everett just prayed, we command you. We put pressure on you. And this, these people are not your home, Satan. Every satanic spirit must leave now in the mighty name of Jesus. We take authority over you. The spirit of deception, you are broken now. Father, I pray that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that you would enlighten us. Lord, open the eyes of our heart. Let us see you. Give us a, what David said, a hearing heart, a heart that obeys you, a heart that hears you, a heart that knows you. And Father, remove those of you in the chat. And I feel the Holy Spirit saying this, Everett, that have a heart of stone. I had a heart of stone. This mm. is a real thing. I was bitter. I was hard-hearted. I couldn't cry for years. I didn't cry for almost 10 years. I didn't even know how to cry. I had no emotion, disconnected. And the Bible says in Ezekiel that he will take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. If you're in the chat right now and you say, my heart is hard, I believe right now that God himself is going to take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Father, we pray right now for all pain, all hurt, all trauma, all soul wounds. I just pray, Lord, that you would bring healing and wholeness. That, Father, the way you gave me a heart of flesh, I pray you'd give them a heart of flesh. For those in the chat right now that can't feel, that can't have emotion that feel lifeless that feel shattered by emotional things or life circumstances or anxiety or depression has robbed you god is saying today it's time for your heart to beat again it's time to have a heart of flesh and to love again to feel peace again to feel joy again to feel rest again in jesus name we just say your heart be healed be restored be renewed father i thank you that you're softening hearts i see a lot of you in the chat right now God, soften our heart. We don't want to be stiff-necked. We don't want to be prideful. Lord, I pray that every spirit of pride would be shattered in Jesus' name. Every prideful demon, leave these people now. We cancel your contract. We cancel your assignment in Jesus' name. Go now into the abyss. You have no power. Your assignment is done. We say it is null and void. The power of God is against you right now. In Jesus' name, I just pray, Lord, restore, 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 renew, and heal. Physical bodies, maybe you've been attacked. Maybe you're like the girl in Luke 13, and there's a spirit of infirmity, and God is saying to you tonight, be loosed, woman. Be loosed, man. Be free from all sickness and disease. Every spinal disease, every nerve disease. I know a lot of the chat is getting delivered right now. They're posting in there that they're getting deliverance. And every snake spirit, every spirit of python and divination and scorpion, come out now. Leave these bodies. Get off the body. You have no power. The Lord rebukes you right now. Thank you, Lord. Fullness of life. Healing right now that you will be the light. Every coward spirit, every spirit that's causing you to not witness or share your faith, 
God is going to deliver you tonight. God's going to give you boldness. People say, how are you guys so bold? The Holy Spirit gives us supernatural boldness. So I just pray, Lord, right now, supernatural boldness in Jesus' name. Supernatural boldness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. And guys, even if we stop praying, you could continue to pray. You could let this be a continual thing in your home. Start a prayer meeting. Start praying. Let the Holy Spirit have a prayer meeting on the inside of you. When you pray in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit having a prayer meeting on the inside of you. And so, Father, right now, I just pray that every person in the child be full of the Holy Spirit. Right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name power of God be released, anointing of the Holy Spirit, fire of the Holy Spirit be released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you're delivering us from that religious spirit, that religious demon that, that's void of the supernatural. And Lord, I thank you that you're just giving us encounter, you're giving us boldness, that we long to encounter you, we long to know you. In Jesus' name, Father, release it right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everett, what an amazing Amen. night tonight, man. Man, God is on the move. Thank you so much for being with us for an hour and 50 minutes. Bro, you are, you're an answer to prayer. I, I don't even know how many people are probably praying for you for years. And look at now what God has done in you. He's accelerating you. And I'm just, man, we were, I think we peaked at 4,200 people tonight and we're just exposing the works of darkness. I want to highly encourage everybody watching to go subscribe to the channel. I really do believe that this is the time to expose this. I know people in the New Age movement, I know those the demons in this movement are squirming, they're angry that we are exposing their works, but I wanna encourage you guys, his name's on the screen, I've linked his channel down. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.